Good morning, and thanks for joining me. I'm honored that you would join me for this devotional time. Well, we're looking at Psalm 102 today, and we're going to read verses 1 to 5 and then verses 12 to 17. Uh, if you have your Bibles, grab them and, and follow along with me if you would like. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the days of my distress. Incline your ear to me. Answer me speedily in the day when I call. For my days pass away like smoke, and my bones burn like a furnace. My heart is struck down like grass and has withered. I forget to eat my bread. Because of my loud groaning, my bones cling to my flesh. Then verse 12. But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. You are remembered throughout all generations. You will arise and have pity on Zion. It is the time to favor her. The appointed time has come. For your servants hold her stones dear and have pity on her dust. Nations will fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth will fear your glory. For the Lord builds up Zion. He appears in his glory. He regards the prayers of the destitute and does not despise their prayer. Well, one of the delusions when we are young is that we tend to think that we are invincible. In our youth, we, we tended to think that we could, we could drive fast and do all sorts of, well, stupid things and, and nothing would touch us. Perhaps we didn't speak it, but it was as though we thought we were immortal. But as we grow older, things begin to change. <laughs> First of all, the stupid stuff hurts a lot more when it doesn't turn out so well. But more profoundly, we realize that life is filled with dangers and we are mortal. We begin to realize that even a long life is brief compared to eternity. We begin to realize that we are rather frail and good health can leave us at any moment. I know it's not one of the happiest thoughts for our Wednesday morning, but that is the context of today's song. As indeed the title informs us, uh, the title of Psalm 102 is this, a prayer of one afflicted when he is faint and pours out his complaint before the Lord. We're not told who the psalmist is, but as James Boyce writes, sickness forced him into a sharp realization of his frailty. But in his weakness, he turned to God who is not weak and he found a refuge. The psalmist cries for help beginning in the opening verses. Verses one and two. Hear my prayers, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me. Answer me speedily in the day when I call. I don't know that we've talked about this yet, but one of the most striking features of Hebrew poetry is what is called parallelism. This means that something is stated in one line and then in a second line it is repeated, though with slightly different words. Certainly this parallelism or repetition is quite obvious in the first two verses of Psalm 102, for we find five virtually identical requests in these opening six lines. 
Hear my prayer. Let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face. Incline your ear. Answer me. This is the impassioned plea of a man in trouble, of a man whose situation is desperate, but he knows who to call upon and he makes a strong plea for the Lord to hear him. In the section we read, we see verse three, that the psalmist's days are like smoke. Life is vanishing. His bones burn and his heart is struck, verses three and four. Uh, he's sick. And if we had read on, and I urge you to do so on your own, you would see that he is lonely and isolated. His enemies taunt him. Life at the moment was very difficult for this man. But verse 12 marks a turning point. He notes that the Lord is enthroned forever. You see, the psalmist may be frail. He may be wasting away, but God is not frail. He is eternal and unshakable. And he is the one the psalmist is turning to. When everything else has given way and been shaken up around him, he's turning to God. So he declares in the remaining verses, not only his hope for the restoration of Zion or Jerusalem, but also for himself personally. For he declares, verse 17, that the Lord regards the prayers of the destitute and does not despise their prayer. I believe the Lord regards our prayers. He hears them and he answers them. I also believe the Lord sometimes heals supernaturally, miraculously. I believe he heals also through the means of physicians and medicine and surgery. But there are times when he does not heal. And my concern is that there is a lot of health and wealth gospel being proclaimed these days. There are those who will tell you that if you just pray hard enough, if you just have enough faith, you will be healed. As I said, I believe in supernatural healing. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe God answers prayer, but I don't believe it's that cut and dry and formulaic. Just have enough faith and you will be healed. The Apostle Paul was one of the greatest men of faith ever. Despite hardships, he never wavered in his faith. But in 2 Corinthians 12, verses 7 to 10, Paul says he had a thorn in his flesh. And we don't know exactly what it was. However, most believe it was a physical ailment or some sort of physical impairment. And Paul says, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, asking it to leave me. Now, he likely prayed many more times, but what he means here is that three times he spent an extensive amount of time pleading with God. Now, if every ailment is healed, if we just have enough faith, don't you think the Apostle Paul would have been healed? But God said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul went on to say that he boasted in his weakness so that the power of Christ might rest in him. And he was actually content with weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and calamities. And he said, for when I am weak, then I am strong. I don't know that I'm very good at boasting in weaknesses or even being content in some of the hardships Paul endured. Further, sometimes I know hardships are my own doing 
because I've made poor choices or I haven't been a very good steward of my own health. At other times, sickness and tragedy has seemingly come out of nowhere for me and for family and friends. And I don't understand it. But like the psalmist and like Paul, I believe God's grace is sufficient. He is the one I turn to. And in turning to Him, I've known His miraculous healing in my life. But the older I get, I've also known frailties that will continue to be with me until the Lord calls me home. But by His grace, I keep trusting in Him. Beloved, life is not always easy. And like you, I, I sometimes have my doubts. And I sometimes have a ton of questions. But I know this. I absolutely would not want to face this life apart from faith in the one who is eternal and the one who hears my prayers and the one who gives me sufficient grace. I hope that you also trust in the Lord. Let's pray to God. Lord, you are eternal and you are all powerful. Your grace is sufficient for our weaknesses. Further, you know both the blessings and the struggles of our lives, for you lived it. In your son, you encountered and endured all that we encounter and endure. Therefore, though we may have questions and doubts and fears, we turn to you. Where we need healing, we ask for healing. We trust that you are capable. We trust that no ailment is outside of your power to heal. So we do ask for healing and we believe in your healing. But should you choose to not heal us, we trust that your grace will be sufficient. We trust that you will be with us and will empower us to walk this life of faith despite its hardships. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I pray that the Lord will bless you and that you will have a wonderful week. Take care. Goodbye.